0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you beautiful soul. I'm so happy to be energetically connecting with you, dancing with you, celebrating with you on this wonderful day. And are you enjoying the experience and expression that is you? I certainly hope so. If not, I'm hoping that there's something that I share here today that can support you and inspire you, give you hope, uplift you, and perhaps even empower you. Years ago, I found this comment to be a double-edged sword. I'd be interested in knowing what your feelings and thoughts are about this. All of your blocks to happiness in life are internal. All of the blocks to a life of love, prosperity, and happiness, they're inside of you. They're not outside of you. I personally was really confused by this. I think it's very compelling and easy to believe if life would just cooperate If others would just cooperate and show up differently, then we could finally be happy. But getting things from the outside in and attempting to live from the outside in just keeps us living from that posture of separation and prevents us from really being able to understand, experience, and create an empowered life. And getting what we think we want is not the same thing as receiving and experiencing what our soul wants for us. Years ago, I was an actress and model in LA and I had a little bit of success. I booked a commercial here and there. I had a bit part here and there and a spokesperson job here and there. I even landed an ongoing role in a television series. But after eight episodes, it was canceled. I thought I finally hit the lottery. I thought I was finally getting over the hump. I thought I was finally um, able to hang on to or get that dangling carrot. But after it was canceled... I was I was deflated, I was defeated, I felt like a gerbil on a wheel. I was always working hard, I was taking classes, I was trying to do everything right, but I was only manifesting crumbs. I used to think my happiness and success was just a little bit outside of my reach. And if I could just book this job, if I could just land a national commercial here, or, or one or two, or a series, if I could just manifest more money. And as I kept working hard, Forcing, pushing, pressing, it was like that dangling carrot just kept moving further and further and further away. Only crumbs, no cake for me. It made me feel like I just wasn't good enough. Like maybe God didn't really like me. Like something was inherently wrong with me, or maybe I just wasn't worthy. On some level, I didn't think I was stupid. And though I realized I wasn't the most beautiful girl in the world, I didn't think I was really ugly. But all of this thought, well, maybe I am. I Maybe mean, I'm stupid and ugly. I can't figure this out. I felt so confused. I just couldn't figure out how to make my life work. And then somebody said to me, Tammy, your blocks to happiness and success, a life of love and fulfillment, they're internal. It made no sense to me. I understand in retrospect, it was because I wasn't designed to do life on my own. I was in the driver's seat at that time, thinking I knew what I wanted and then going after those things. I was dancing the dance of life, but doing it on my own, sort of like uh, dancing in the mosh pit, <clears throat> rather than in collaboration and in friendship and relationship with my soul and source. However, in order for me to get ready for that partnership, I had to do some internal clearing. I had to do some soul level healing work, I had to start removing those blocks and barriers that were inside of me. Our life is a reflection of our vibration and our vibration is influenced and affected and maybe even infected by the content in our subconscious mind by perhaps unprocessed emotions. Um, Like a backpack, maybe that we're carrying from earlier times in our lives. Maybe we have guilt or shame or unprocessed or um, unfelt grief. Maybe we just put it in our backpack and we don't want to deal with it. Or we're told, you know, big kids don't cry. We are just told to suck it up or maybe we get to the point where it's like, you know what, I just don't want to feel my anger. I'm just going to pretend it's not there. I'm going to sweep it under the carpet. I'm going to put it in the closet and shut the door and just keep marching forward. A friend of mine would say, keep staggering onward rejoicing. It sounded noble, but now it sounds ridiculous because eventually as you stagger onward and accumulate more and more and more. Um, emotion that you don't process eventually it gets to the point you simply can't take another step. This was the case for me. The house of cards came tumbling down. The stuff that I had pushed into the closet, the recesses of my psyche came pouring out. And I had no choice but to start to really deal with my past emotions, my past experiences, my unprocessed pain. And as we start to clean out our closets, what happens is this, things become a little clearer, things become a little cleaner. We become lighter. There's an opening that occurs where we can start to experience more clarity, grace, and ease. It's like the clouds part after a storm and the sun begins to shine. Before that happens, however, we have to go through that chapter in our life, and some might refer to it as the dark night of the soul. Things feel confusing. Things feel dark. Things feel heavy. We wonder if, it, if we're ever going to be able to get out of this space. It's not an easy chapter, but oh my gosh, it is so important, so empowering, so vital. And I don't personally know of any shortcuts. It's really just walking through it one step at a time, taking a bite and dealing with it one bit at a time. You know that saying, that's how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. And as we walk through our healing process, that dark night of the soul can be again, utterly confusing. And it's uh, incredibly helpful. To be able to find a teacher, a helper, a healer, a school, a class, somebody to support us in walking through this because it is confounding. I read a book by um, Joan Borishenko that was very helpful called Fire in the Soul. And I received it right on time. It's like when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And again, those teachers can show up in forms and fashions such as books, podcasts classes, um, show up in many ways. So this book showed up right on time. And as I read it, I went, Oh, this is what's happening. I'm going through my own personal dark night of the soul. It is time for me to turn inward and start to digest, start to consider, start to contemplate and heal some of the. The dark things, the painful things, the hurtful things, the confusing things that I've been carrying for years, and one thing led to another. I ended up um, meeting her in person. had a went to a book signing, um, and I was it was very empowering. It was very helpful. I ended up connecting with someone who told me about um, a school, a school that taught soul-level learning. I'd done enough education for my mind. It was definitely time for me to start learning more about what soul-level learning was and learning from my soul self. So I was intrigued and I went to the school. And uh, as I was sitting there speaking with the um, admissions administrator, I noticed on the shelf was this book, Fire in the Soul by Joan Boryshenko. To me, that was a God wink. Sometimes when things are coincidental, um, when there's synchronicity, it can be the universe starting to speak with us. It's sort of like when we fall to our knees and open ourselves up to have those more authentic conversations with God. That's when the God winks and the grace can start to reveal itself. That's when we can start to perceive it. Maybe it was always happening, but we just didn't perceive it until, until we are open to receiving it. So not only did I see her book on the shelf as required reading for this course, there were many other books, Deepak Chopra's book, um, the um, way of the soul, um, Julie Cameron, the artist's way was there. Uh, There were so many different books that were just like, Oh my gosh, I have this book. I have that book. I have that book on my shelf. It was sort of like I had half of the required reading already on my shelf. So to me, this was a source of encouragement. And God saying, yes, come this way. Instead of me trying to push, force, press in the direction I thought I wanted to go, I fell to my knees. It was cracked open. My heart cracked open. Um, the tears started to flow, but it created that... Opening for that friendship, that partnership, that relationship with the divine, that relationship with my soul. So I did indeed sign up for this class and it made no logical sense, but my heart said so. Didn't make sense from the mind, but my soul seemed to be encouraging me to go this direction. I like the saying, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous But I was getting to the point where things were just simply too coincidental to be a coincidence. There was just, it didn't make, there's no way that this could just be a coincidence. So I started going the direction of Godwings and coincidence and synchronicity. And it led me down a very different path than the one I had been on prior. Instead of trying to navigate from my own thinking mind, my logic, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to make happen, With me in the driver's seat, it was sort of like I shifted into the passenger seat. And I said, Okay, God, I'm tired. You drive. And I think it was the smartest and best thing I've ever done. And again, in some ways, it didn't make any sense. This uh, school was extremely expensive, and I had no idea how I was going to be able to pay for it. I had a credit card, but it was already getting close to being maxed out. It was this huge leap of faith that I took. And um, I signed up about a week before the course was to begin. It was a year-long course and actually a two-year-long course. Um, So I didn't know how this was going to play out and had a bit of a panic attack when I realized what I had just done. (laughs) But it was interesting. About three days later, I received a phone call. And two days before class started, I ended up with a check in my hand for the same amount of money that it was going to cost for me to pay for two years of school. It was astonishing. And it was sort of like I said to myself, wow, God, you must have really wanted me to go to this school. Because if I would have received this money prior to making that commitment, I wouldn't have signed up for this class. I, I know that. I would have thought, oh, I'm just keep doing what I'm doing because life is working. Sometimes it really takes life not working to understand I need to do things differently, even if I don't know what that different looks like. Going into the dark night of the soul, it's like, wow, it's like shutting all the lights off and there is, there's no light. But if we turn inward, what I notice, what I felt, what I experienced and what I see in others, we do start to notice or feel a little flame within ourselves, a little flame. And as we notice that flame, as we pay attention to it, as maybe we start to have conversations with our soul or maybe ask for support or guidance or help, that flame starts to increase. It starts to get brighter and it does take faith. I'm not going to tell you it doesn't. It's not like the light is just turned on. It takes faith, but faith, the size of a mustard seed is enough for us to keep moving towards the light and towards the direction of increased faith and as again we start to clean out our closets as we start to allow ourselves to cry the tears of our past and acknowledge the heartbreaks breaks we've experienced as we can start to meet ourselves with more grace and gentleness and compassion we start to heal from the inside out. We can start to surrender that mind-based life. We can start to set down the false mask of ego. We can start to say, God, you decide. Thy will be done. I don't want to figure this out on my own anymore. What do you want from me? So I finally got to the point where I was solidly in the posture and position of no longer wanting to create a mind-based life. I was ready to experience a soul-based life. So again, this takes a good amount of faith. It takes vulnerability. It takes the willingness to trust, trust ourselves, trust that we are loved, trust that we are worthy. It takes the willingness to be introspective and not know. It takes the ability to relax receive and go with the flow. For me, what it has become, what life has become is a constant conversation with my heart, with my inner reality, and then paying attention to the outer manifestations as signposts. You know, I was talking to a friend recently who was um, dealing with some challenges. She decided what she wanted. She she went after what she wanted and then she got what she wanted. And sometimes Oh, that can be really scary. It's like we think we know what we want and then we get it and then we doubt it. We have questions about it. We're scared that maybe we made the wrong choice. You know, my horses do this. It's like they want to be the boss, right? Because in, in, in horse world, there's a hierarchy and they, they kind of, some of them will fight to be the boss. Because in the wild, somebody needs to be the boss. But in my relationships with them, it's like they sort of want to be the boss. But when they are, they get scared. They they don't really want to be the boss. They don't want to be the alpha. Um, So there's a dance that happens with the horses in me where it's like I need to be the alpha so I can keep them safe. So I feel like that's what God does with us. It's like we think we want to be the boss. We think we know. We want to get what we think we want. We want to be in control. But then when we are... We get scared. So I was telling my friend about this and I said, you know, it can be so much nicer, so much better, so much easier, more pleasant when we say, God, this is what I think I want, but I don't want to be the boss of my reality. I would prefer you are. So this is what I think I want, but you're driving and you let me know. So I I said, what I do is say, God, you know better than me what's right for me. I don't want to live an ego-based, mind-based life. I want to live a life from my soul. And I know there's things I don't know. There's things that I can't see. You have the higher perspective. So you decide. And then I ask for red flags and green lights for the direction he would have me go. Like, God, if this isn't something you want for me, give me the God winks. Give me the signs. Show me the red flags. And God, if this is the way we want, if you want me to go for my highest good and the highest good of all concerned, show me the green lights. Show me the synchronicity. Show me the God winks. I want to go that direction. And my friend was like, oh, if only it could be that easy. But you know what? It can be. It can be. And for me in my life now, it is. But it is cultivating a certain spiritual muscle. It is also, I think the biggest thing is just remembering to ask for help remembering to ask for help. I like something a spiritual teacher once said to me. It's like so many of us think we don't want to burden God with our problems. And it's sort of like God is sitting at his big desk tapping his pencil going, "I wish some some more people would come to me and ask me for help." God's infinite. God loves all of his children immensely and profoundly and equally. And I think he's willing and able to help each and every single one of us, but we need to be able to go And ask for help. Say, God, I don't want to do this dance anymore alone. I want to dance in partnership with you. I want to dance in relationship with you. And we have to be willing to be flexible and course correct and refine. We didn't come here to know. We came here to dance, explore, experience, and create and cultivate this partnership with the divine. Um, A lot of my friends will say, well, Tammy, God brought me this thing. And so now I've got to hang on to it. Like a friend said, I asked for a relationship and this guy came along and he was everything I said I wanted. But then after a couple months, things started to go awry. There started to be red flags. They would say, well, you know, there was a lot of green flags, so I know he's the one. And I'm like, well, that was for a while. But then the red flags started to show up. And yes, this can be confusing. I said, but you surrendered and this manifested and now you're clinging to it with a death grip. So it's a continual surrender. I like the story of Driftwood, you know, sort of like Christopher Columbus taking off on this um, incredible journey across the ocean, trying to prove that the world isn't flat, right? And probably went into some doubt for a while. It's like, well, maybe I'm going to fall off on the edge because It's, we've been out here for months and months and months and months. And finally, there was some wood, some driftwood in the water. And somebody got very excited about the driftwood because they knew what that meant was, is that there is land ahead. It was a God wink. It doesn't mean you're supposed to try to like build your dream house on this piece of driftwood. It's just letting you know you're on the right path. And you're heading the the right direction. So I told my girlfriend, who had the death grip on this relationship because it was a God wink, I told her the story of driftwood. This isn't the time for you to build your home on this piece of wood. It was a God wink. And you just have to continue to surrender. You just have to keep moving forward. And you have to continue the conversation with that something greater I feel it's sort of like, um, if you've ever played pinball, it's like, I'm going this direction that I'm hitting off of something and I'm going that direction. I'm hitting off something. I'm going another direction. It's a constant dance collaboration. There's movement. It's course correction. It's refinement. It's like, oh, I thought I was going this way. Okay. I'm not, I'm going that way. It's, um, it's a dance and it's, it takes the willingness to continue to surrender to continue to course correct, to continue to relax, receive, keep your mind and heart open, keep trusting that you are loved and being guided and directed. Continue to allow God to drive and dance and inform you and support you. Today, I'm living a life that my soul wants for me. It looks radically different than the life my mind wanted for me. But I am in collaboration, partnership, friendship and relationship with the divine. And I am so grateful and so blessed. I live a life of wonder, of grace, of ease, of peace, of joy. And I want this for you as well. I want this for you as well. So if there's anything I can do to support you, I would be honored to hear from you. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, you can email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. You can also go to my website and download my free ebook and guided meditation about removing the blocks to a life you love. A life of joy, of prosperity, of peace. It goes through the, the biggest blocks that most of us have as human beings, and then how we can dissolve and remove those blocks so that we can live a life settled, centered, peaceful, and in that divine dance with our Creator. And I really believe that's what God wants. It takes a lot of work to get to this place, but I believe I call this the dessert of my life. And uh, it's sweet, it's gentle, it's kind, it's gracious, it's It's living in that posture of gratitude and wonder. I feel like I've come full circle from my inner child to this um, place of joy and wonder and kindness and blessings, constant blessings and God wings. And we can get to this place. Every single one of us deserves it. It's just a matter of removing those inner blocks so that we can line up and receive it. So if there's anything I can do to support you, I do... um, A Facebook Live or Manifesting Monday every Monday, just a short video giving you the tools and techniques and often um, free gifts and um, exercises and guided meditations. And um, I want to be in touch. I want to continue the dance and friendship and partnership. I hope I can be a God wink and um, a blessing in your life in some way as we continue to journey onward and upward and inward. To center together. So, God bless you. Take good, kind, kind, loving, gentle, compassionate care of yourself, and uh, let's continue the dance. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.